Perry Adams' raw writing style, combined with her soulful voice and sound, deliver a strong shot of honesty. Her tender tone warms her candid manner, trading in harsh observations for sincerity and introspection. She may not always tell you what you want to hear, but we know you're going to want to hear this. Just be careful if you're asking for breakup advice or how your new haircut looks. She has two albums. The most recent, Whiskey Aftermath, came out in April 2020 and is available on all streaming and download platforms. B.J. Souter started her musical adventures at the age of five when she knocked out her front tooth on the middle C of her parents' piano. Fifteen years later, she was making a living as a live performer in Miami, Florida. But it wasn't until some time later that she took up songwriting, inspired by the Rocky Mountain Song School in Lyons, Colorado. She's a past president of the Colorado Bluegrass Music Society and a longtime volunteer with Planet Bluegrass. Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where I challenge my guests to write a brand new song in one week based on a prompt, and then talk about the process. Along the way, we talk about the broader craft of songwriting. I'm David Coyle, and it's my pleasure to introduce Perry Adams and BJ Suter. Welcome to the show. How are y'all doing? Hi. Hi, Dave. It's great to be here. Yeah, it is great to be here. So let's, uh, let's, let's talk about a couple different things right off the bat here. Uh, I've asked you to write not only a song within a week, but I asked you to write a holiday song within a week. And I'm just curious, have, have either of you ever written a song about, uh, I guess, either either holiday a holiday song or a song about Christmas or, or maybe just a seasonal song like winter, that sort of thing? Yeah, I've written one song on my own about winter. And then I did a co-write with Rebecca Folsom, also another winter song, which we just recorded. And how, how about you, Perry? Uh, no, I've, I've never written a Christmas or a winter song or a holiday song for that matter. Um, au contraire, au contraire, so, you have sorry, a holiday song. I'm sorry, we did write. <laughs> you, did a, you wrote a holiday song Halloween. I'm counting yeah. Halloween as a holiday. Okay. Come on, ha Halloween is, um, that, it's like All Saints Day or something, you know, it just, you Right, know. I mean, but when you say holiday songs, that automatically means, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah and those, that season to me. New like, Year's I know Saturday. Halloween's a holiday, but, you know. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving, <laughs> yes, though, I mean, too. okay, so, I mean, it's kind of like Halloween is kind of the, the, uh, the black sheep of the holiday season because it comes so early. And it's just about rotting your teeth out, at least uh, basically in, in some mm -hmm. way, you know, but there's 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 more to it. I think I think uh, I've come to realize that Halloween is kind of a memorial day, but not for, you know, military people. It's for family as well, for a lot of people in the world. You know, when you talk about Samhain, but we're not here to talk about Halloween. I admit, I admit that <laughs> is outside of the scope of the show here. But uh, well, so um, well, let's yes. let's start with. Uh, Let's start with the, the, the first question would be just, you know, how, how was writing to a prompt? Is that uh, a week-long prompt? Uh, how, how is that different from what you normally do uh, songwriting-wise? Let, let's start with you, Perry. I've written to prompts before. Um, I, I did the Fearless Songwriting Challenge a couple of years ago where you write a song a day based on a prompt. Um, and then... I don't know. I mean, I've definitely written to prompts before and um, 
the time frame is not a huge deal for me because I am, if nothing else, a procrastinator. Um, so <laughs> to give me a deadline really helps life. Um, <laughs> because, um, you know, I, you gave me the song prompt. What was it like last Wednesday or something like that? About a week um, yeah. And I wrote the song Tuesday night, all of it. That, but yeah, you wrote it so, all in one sitting. That's pretty cool. Uh, it took me like two and a half hours to write it. And then I recorded it Wednesday. Um, I mean, I was thinking about it the whole time. It's just that Tuesday I was like, no, I really have to write it now. I can't just record it on Wednesday because then it would really be crappy. <laughs> How long does it normally so, take you to write a song? I mean, just um, without a prompt and without a deadline. I mean, the longest it's taken me to write a song is about 13 years, but the it's <laughs> okay. usually more like a couple of months for me to finish one. Okay. Um, but the shortest one I wrote was in an hour. Wow. The, sh the shortest time frame it took me to write a song was um, an hour. Um, and it was actually the very first time I went to song school before we started classes. Oh, before you started classes even. Oh, you, yeah, you, you, it, you was, got... it was interesting. I was so inspired by the song circles that were happening. And I caught, you know, uh, an idea from one of the ones that I wasn't sitting at, but I heard it from afar. Um, and I had to get up out of the song circle that I was in and go to my car and write the song. And that took me about an hour. Nice. It's, it must be yeah. nice to have that kind of inspiration. Now, now BJ, you, you pretty regularly write songs within a week span, uh, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to write, you try to write a song a week. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that's what I've been doing for almost the past three years now. Wow. Prior to that, I wrote a song maybe once every two years. So up until about three years ago, I probably had a collection of about six songs that I'd written. So. So so obviously you must you must like working with a deadline like that. How do you, how do you feel about prompt writing? Oh, I like well, I like them. I've done both that way, and for a long time I would do what's called timed writings, where you kind of take a subject and you just rewrite about it. And for a number of times, I would actually start out a free writing and then it would morph into actual lyrics of a song. So for quite a while, that's where I came up with my song lyrics. But you don't do that so much anymore? Is Not so much anymore, no. How do you get your lyrics now? Uh, sometimes from a prompt. Sometimes I'm like Perry. I can totally associate with the procrastinator thing. Uh -huh. um, I, I try to have my song done so I can send it to my accountability buddy on Sunday night. So it's usually Saturday that I'm going, okay, I have to write something. <laughs> <laughs> And I and totally I usually, understand that. Yeah. And I usually start <laughs> with the lyrics. It's it's unusual uh -huh. for me to start with like a rhythm or with a melody and then put lyrics to it. I always well, feel like I have to know what the song is about before I can 
write music that fits it. Is that is that true with you, Perry? Do you do you find that you you do lyrics first, or are you more music, or do you do them together? Usually, I'll do lyrics first, and then melody, and then accompaniment. But sometimes, um, the lyrics and the melody come at the same time, and then I build from there. Huh. Okay. Okay. Well, so I guess the other big question is just how is writing a holiday song different from writing just what you would, you know, something that you would normally write? Was it substantially different? Let's, let's start with you, BJ. Well, for me, it gave me more focus. So I had, I had a better idea of what I was going to write about. But like Perry, I think you said that you kind of had it in the back of your mind since you got yes. the prompt and thought yes. about it. But it wasn't until this past Monday when I drove to Boulder, and I've written other songs in the car before, but was, as I was driving to Boulder, I came up with the first line. And then it took me to getting to Boulder and halfway back to Longmont before I got the second line. <laughs> and in this case, this song, the melody, actually came along with the lyrics as I was writing it. I love it when that happens. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that the season thing was that different, except that it definitely gave me more of a direction in what I was gonna write about. Perry, did you did you find that uh, it was more difficult, less difficult to write about, uh, do a holiday song, or did, it, did that make a difference? Not really, ex except that, um you know, the, the words, the, the wording choices are, you know, it's, it's more slimmed down. So, ah. so it's not, you know, it's not as big of a decision like, Oh, well, you're writing a holiday song. So, you know, it's got to have this type of lyric, at least in my brain. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> Because I watch a lot of Hallmark movies. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> well, did that? Well, did that? Did that? Did you find that that influenced your your songs? I mean, did you think about any of those movies? Did that? Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. This, this is a good one. Because <laughs> well, all geez. the Hallmark movies have the exact same plot, so like, there's. It's not super surprising. And like most holiday songs are also not super surprising. <laughs> They're all good. Okay, no, not all good, but most of them are really good. It's just that. Yeah, let's not like, go overboard here. Yeah, that's the, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so holiday music is holiday music. So it's not, it's not a surprise when there's a happy ending. You well, know? Do, you, do you feel like... Uh... Well, okay. And keep this in the back of your mind. We'll talk about it after we, after we listen to the songs. But I <laughs> want to know if you were to turn your song into a Hallmark movie, how would you go about doing it? Who would you cast? But well, let's let's actually look at the prompts oh. real quick here, because um, I think it's always fun to discuss what the choice of prompts were. Because you you didn't you you know we we narrowed it down to a specific one, and it ended up being the one that. Uh, it was the one that you chose, BJ. Let's take a look here. What were the prompts? 
Well, the first one was a random Christmas word. I, I like to use random word generators. Uh, I used a different one this time than I normally do. And, I, and unfortunately, I didn't write down which one it was. But this was a random Christmas word that I got from some random Christmas word generator. Why there's a random Christmas word generator out there? Why not? Okay, the word was chimney. And chimney, of course, is a noun. And it means a vertical channel or pipe that conducts smoke and combustion gases up from a fire or furnace and typically through the roof of a building. So that was prompt choice number one. Random Christmas quote was, I'll just be hanging around the mistletoe waiting to be kissed. The random Christmas fact was in the Middle Ages, Christmas celebrations were rowdy and rambunctious, a lot like today's Mardi Gras parties. Random Christmas question was what should be a new holiday tradition? And then I gave him a random Christmas image, which is basically, it, it looks to be Santa lying passed out under a Christmas tree with a bunch of Christmas presents having fallen on him and perhaps have been the reason why he got knocked out. So there are a lot of gifts there. So I think I, think I made an official declaration that we were gonna use the, uh, the random Christmas fact in the Middle Ages, Christmas celebrations were rowdy and rambunctious, a lot like today's Mardi Gras parties. But I don't know that we all, we all did that one. But BJ, that was the one you had picked. What, what, why did you pick that one? Uh, it just sounded kind of fun. <laughs> it took me back, it took me back to another life in the Middle Ages where I think I had a really good time at Christmas time. Honestly, that was my least favorite out of the five, oh. but since Dave said that we were doing it, I was like, all right. I'm sorry. Well, we were just, I was, I was just trying to make a, I just wanted to make sure that the prompt was chosen so that we had a full week to do it. Um, Absolutely. And, and I hadn't heard back from, from everybody. So I was like, okay, well, since one person is expressed, this but, is it. but yours was, was yours. Did you, did you go with that though, Perry? It seems like maybe you went more with the, the mistletoe one, maybe. No, I was doing that one. Um, I just happened to use the word mistletoe as well. All right. Okay. <laughs> so maybe I just combined two of them, but really I was focusing on that one. But I thought to myself, well, I've never been to Mardi Gras. So how do I, how do I do this? <laughs> I've, I've never even been to a Mardi Gras party. So. <laughs> well, it's always interesting yeah, to see how my, people my, handle My handle limited prompts. experience. Yeah. Because like, I'm like, yes. you know, I've never been to Mardi Gras either. And I was just thinking of the music, you know, I was thinking kind of something jazzy. And so I ended up just oh. going kind of a jazzy uh, direction. And then I took, uh, I don't know, if you've heard my other Christmas songs from years past, they, they just, they have a lot of innuendo in them. So let, let's start by listening to, to BJ's song, which is called Tracing Our Dreams in the Stars. It's a magical time of the year To celebrate and take a moment to hear Bells ringing, joyous singing As their melodies spark the night And create a bonfire of hope And peace and never know 
There's a spell that can't be broken It holds us fast and casts away all our fears Rejoice now as we sing out harmonies that warm the night And create a bonfire of hope and peace and Blazing like the sun Glowing in the light of the solstice moon Tracing our dreams in the stars The enchantment flares ever brighter as the earth spins us toward a new year filled with blessings that take us higher and find joy in all we hold dear and create a bonfire of hope and peace and love like we've never known Blazing like the sun Glowing in the light of the harvest moon And tracing our dreams in the stars Tracing our dreams in the stars. Well, that's a lovely, lovely song, BJ. Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. For sharing that one. Thank so, you. so do you want to do you want to walk us through how you uh, decided to go this direction from the prompt? Um, I originally really wanted to do something that tied in closely to the prompt. I could see people dancing and singing and carousing, and eating boar's heads and things, but then <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> I couldn't come up with some, anything. So I had a little Zoom meeting with some friends on Sunday night, and I asked them if they were to write a Christmas or holiday song, what would they do? And they all said, almost in unison, we would not write a Christmas song. We would write something that's more universal. So I, I took their advice, 
<laughs> and I ran with that. And there's there are pieces of the prompt in here, like the bonfire and that sort of thing. But I tried to write something that could maybe speak to people, no matter what your beliefs or faith. I like thoughts. Well, you know what? What really intrigues me there, though, is that you asked your friends for advice, and and I'm curious, just uh, the role of of advice when it comes to songwriting in general. I do you, uh, Perry? Do you, do you seek advice from friends very much when you're uh, maybe even your songwriting friends when you're trying to figure out what to write a song about? Does that come up very much? No. You, no, you're more <laughs> proprietary that way. Even you do, yeah, I mean, critiquing. I, I, what, do you ever go for critiques or anything? I mean, that's kind I, of. I'll go for well. critiques, but um, usually, like, unless I'm super stuck on something, like I can't figure out what a chord is for some such accompaniment, um, because I can hear a chord in my head and I just can't find it. Uh -huh. um, I'll do that kind of advice, but it's not usually on lyrics or melody. BJ, do you do you find yourself looking for advice for uh, when you're when you're writing songs? I know that we've talked about things. Sometimes there have been we've brainstormed things together, but but I mean, just in general, do you, do you go do you talk to your friends? You know about writing songs? Not really. <laughs> this just seemed like a time where I wanted to get other people's opinions uh, about what they'd like to hear for the holiday season. I mean, I was feeling that the typical Christmas stuff had been covered really well, uh -huh. and I wasn't coming up with any new angles on it. So I just thought I'd take it to somebody else and see what they said. But I d that's not a normal approach for me but well so the the fact that you were writing a holiday song even though it may not have turned out to be specifically a holiday song i, I think that's interesting to me because i it's it's you know you're writing something for a kind of for a market if you think about it in a sense you're writing you know for a particular thing and, and i i feel like your song sounds like a christmas song even if it's not specifically about christmas because you went universal i think that was a that was an uh, interesting choice. Uh, well, Perry. I, was, I, I was also finding that every idea I came up with a Christmas carol or song uh, already written would pop into my head. And it was like, um, oh, oh that, okay, that's been done. Oh, that's been, okay. <laughs> so. I had all these Christmas songs running through my brain that it's like, okay, I need to go a different direction. Perry, have you ever written something for like a birthday song for somebody or, or something like that, where you had to look outside of your own experience to, to, to write it? Yes, um, I wrote two um, love songs based on other people's experiences um, for, my, for my album. Uh, Kickstarter, I did a, a special where if they donated so much in one day, then I would write them a love song. Um, and so I got their experiences so that I could write those songs specifically for them. Oh, that's interesting. So 
was that harder or easier? How did you feel like that was when you were doing that? It's definitely more specific <laughs> um, because they're not necessarily my words. Uh, well, not all of them anyway. I'm trying to go from like poetry that the one person had written and uh, the wedding vows of the couple of the other one that I wrote. So um, it, it was definitely a different puzzle to put together using other people's words. Of course, they got changed a little bit because rhyming, but yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I know I've, I've written songs for other people, uh, but they're usually pretty accommodating to, to me, fits in around with whatever base materials they give. But I try to say that up front. It's like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be messing around with this stuff to make it flow. BJ, you brought up something else I thought was interesting that you were, you, you said you were very concerned about, you know, certain topics already been covered with Christmas or, th or something that's already been done. It seems to me, I, I guess my, my thought is just that well, that's, that's true of most topics out there is they've, I mean, unless you get something that just really isn't a popular topic, like shopping for refrigerators or something like that. I mean, for the most <laughs> part, like, you know, most, most topics, you know, if you're talking about love, that's been, that's been done to death. Um, except that people still like to hear new love songs. I, why, why does that uh, deter you? Why, why do you feel like, I mean, why not just jump in and say, okay, I'm going to just do another, I am going to do another variation on the same theme, but it's going to be my version. I, I guess I wanted to go a different route. I, I didn't want another Santa's kissing mommy under the Christmas tree, or I didn't, I didn't want to write another light and fluffy Christmas song, I guess. Oh, sure. Totally valid. I'm I'm all about like, you know, you know, maybe they're not kissing under the Christmas tree, but they knock it down. They knock it down this time. <laughs> and it's like we're gonna we're gonna kiss over the tree this time. I don't know. My brain doesn't work that way somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I understand. And I don't think most people would want their brain to go that direction. So uh no, you're 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 doing well with what the way you're going. All right. Well, let's let's take a listen here to uh, to Perry's contribution, and and I'd like to point out uh, to the audience out there that we we didn't, and you'll hear this soon. But we all came up with very different songs. <laughs> there, th these are these are uh, very different songs. All right, we're going to listen to another Christmas by Perry Adams.
All right, that's really fun. That was really fun. Thanks, Perry. Thanks. So, <laughs> so it's a really fun song. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, oh. so walk us through it. What uh, <laughs> from prompt to to completion? What 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 went through your head? So as as I mentioned, I I've never been to a Mardi Gras party. I've seen stuff like television and interwebs and whatnot, but sure. um, I've never actually you know experienced a Mardi Gras party. And like originally, I was thinking something along the lines of like beads for Jesus. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not sure I can be that funny. Um, so, <laughs> so you know, the the more the more I was thinking about, it, I was like, I can't think of anything else that goes with beads for Jesus because that would be a really great song, and I feel like somebody should write it, but it shouldn't be me. <laughs> um, and uh, so then I was thinking to myself, oh well, since I haven't experienced a Mardi Gras party, I could be the only one not out being crazy. Um, and then, uh, so Tuesday came and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm writing the song tonight. Maybe I should go in an entirely different direction than not being the one at the party. Hmm. Um, then I started doing the Google research and I was like, oh, well, it was the time of nights and ladies. And uh, you know, and then I was like, you know what? No, we're scrapping that. We're going with the original idea that it's just, that's gotta be what I do. Um, so then I, like the, the first verse was a little bit difficult. Um, and then it just sort of fell out after that. I was like, oh, okay. I like it. And I get to mention whiskey. <laughs> That's your, which is the big yeah. theme this year, the big theme this year with your album. So you got to tie, I think big, it's, it's important it to make everything, theme. all these kind of gimmicky uh, songwriting <laughs> things to tie it back to your album. I think that's smart. It's a good, good promotional tactic. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, so I've, I've, this is one thing that I like about songwriting is that I don't have to know everything. I mean, if I'm writing a book, if I was writing a novel, I feel like I'd have to research things to death and be really, really accurate uh, unless I'm writing something genuinely surrealistic. But but I, I actually feel like I can get away with, even though I've never been to Mardi Gras, I kind of feel like there's, you know, certain references that I could, you know, throw in there that would, that would still mark that feeling uh, without having to go into a lot of wrong details, you know? Um, or even if the wrong details are there, they may not necessarily detract from the reference. I, I mean, do you ever, either of you, do you, do you ever run into situations aside from this where you don't know certain details about what you're writing about, but you, you decide to go ahead and do it anyway? I'm usually writing based on my own life and experiences so that doesn't usually happen mm -hmm. and if i am writing from you know other people's words like their words are there so it makes me feel like i know what they're talking about yeah, that the realm of i don't know what i'm talking about really puts me in a in an odd space <laughs> 
See, I guess I'm coming from a perspective where I'll, I'll write a story about somebody flying in space or something like that. I don't feel like I have to know everything about space, but I mean, do you ever have like a character that dreams right. about or a story or one of the songs where you're dreaming about traveling someplace where you've never been? Uh, you know, so it could just be, I, I don't know, BJ, is this something, I mean, do neither of you ever write about anything outside of your own experience? BJ? So, so far, I don't think I've ever really written anything that I felt like I need to research too much. I actually did some research for the Christmas song. Well, yeah, that was, yeah, I know you did a lot. Uh, you, you were talking about that, about how, you, yeah. Found all, all kinds of interesting things, like the Puritans banned Christmas in Boston for a while, and oh. it didn't become an official U.S. federal holiday until something like 1861 or 1870, and all of that kind of stuff that, uh, proved to be of no use so you did the research but you didn't put it in the song was was yeah. part of the reason you didn't i'm curious did the re so the research didn't inspire you actually in this case yeah yeah does it ever yeah, same here so my real research that i didn't know was research was all of the hallmark movies that i watch oh okay <laughs> as you'll notice from the bridge <laughs> I, I can definitely see the Hallmark movie theme in your song because I watch a lot of them too, I have to confess. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, they're not good movies, but you could put it on, you can walk away for at least 20 to 30 minutes and come back and you know exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just read the New York Times just had an article about holiday movies and how terribly imme immensely popular they are yeah and the, and the hallmark channel movies are the most popular of all of them oh yeah but for that for that very reason that they are they're easy to digest you know they leave you feeling good at the end and it's just like it's the perfect thing for the holiday <laughs> yes yes a little cheer a little holiday cheer <laughs> okay i'm gonna follow up so I, sad I, I, for so many people so yeah it's nice I, to have a little bit of cheer there well so i warned you earlier that i was going to ask you on on how you would take your songs and make them into hallmark movies but we're going to hold on i'm going to play my <laughs> song first and then we can have a big powwow about that so all right all right we're going to now listen to my contribution to the prompt and uh this is a song that I affectionately call Jingle Jive. It's the season of giving, now show me what you got. Well, it's cold out there, but you're oh so hot. Let Santa come inside If you want to stuff your stocking You gotta do the jingle jive Put 
your hands up high and sway like a tree Put your ornaments on and dance with me I've arrived Let Santa come inside If you want to stuff your stocking Gotta do the jingle jive Now we got the day Open up those toys Stay home and play They've arrived Let Santa stay inside If you want a stocking stuffer You gotta do the jingle jive That was my my little contribution. Um, yeah, so definitely, I, you get definitely gave us it. a different slant on Santa Claus. That's <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Absolutely. Well, so yeah, so I took the prompt, and when I took the prompt, I just kept thinking of uh, you know like New Orleans R and B or New Orleans jazz. Uh, that that's where my mind went, and so I wanted to do something kind of jazzy and in my head i had the the rhythm you know however there was no way for me to like recreate that really um i mean i guess i could have beatboxed it but i didn't want to do that the, i i spent way too much time trying to work uh work out the drum programming in in garage band and i was talking about this in the last episode too where I can't seem to get the accents on the right beats, and uh, and and then when it comes to uh, syncopation, I can't quite find the right syncopations either. So anyway, I did some snapping, and uh, and the lyrics are they're really bad. They're just not good lyrics. Uh, I, I would say I, I recognize that part of that is because I spent a lot of time on the guitar part because. It's interesting writing a song where the the hook is actually in the uh, is more in the instrument than it is in the melody. Uh, I, I've written a few songs like that, and uh, 
I mean, in this case, there's there's nothing terribly, I think, unique about the the melody from the verses or the chorus, uh, but the but the catchy part, the hook of it, is is really that uh, that bass line. That sort of well, it's not a bass line; it's a guitar line, but uh, it acts as a bass line. And so that, that's kind of it's just interesting. It's interesting to write. Around. Do we do either of you have have either of you ever come up with a a riff or some sort of instrumental part that was the primary hook of the song? And and how do you find that to be a different type of writing than than normal? I have. Um... And then it didn't work out in real life. So it's not actually a part of the song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you, mean, you mean you actually tried playing it live and it didn't work? Or what do you mean by it didn't work out in real life? So in, in my head, it sounded very different than what the, the guitarist who was playing it could play in real life. Um, I was like, that's not... Hmm, that's not exactly what I was going for, but okay. <laughs> yeah, try, that's, um, and part of that's just translating yeah. it to, you know, getting somebody who's an accompanist to do it for you, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time, sometimes I have a hard time taking, in fact, it drives me nuts. I, there's a lot of times I hear stuff in my head and I'm like, I'm not a good enough guitarist to play that. But I don't know how I would <laughs> tell somebody else to do it. Yeah, I had to, I had to let it go. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> I don't know that I've written anything where there was necessarily an instrumental hook. I've definitely written some songs where um, the chords or the me melody or, or something that I was playing, it happens a lot more on my banjo than on the guitar, but something I've played, a chord progression or progression of notes kind of inspires a feeling that then I write something too. Hmm. So I don't know that they're really a melodic or an instrumental hook, but they were something that hooked me into writing the song. Well, in the case of my song, that definitely was what I was thinking of. It was more the instrumental part um, and just sort of building a song around that. And I went with a simple blues form. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, this is... It kind of reminded me of Fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind yeah, of that's... what it ended up being. Um, and that I think the snaps certainly do that. I, well, I think the bass line as well. I, you know, if I had managed to get the drums in there, because I... The bass line, the, the guitar part is actually, in my brain, is kind of a horn part. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. And I didn't, and I think the horns on my, my uh, keyboard, the, the, the sounds that are, the computer horns that I've got are not very good. So I didn't want to venture with that. Uh, and if I'd had the drums, anyway, it would have been a much different piece. And so I just tried to come up with something that was interesting I, that yeah it's kind of interesting if you if you write a song with a particular arrangement in mind but you can't achieve that arrangement you know how it how it changes what you do it's not quite as festive a song the way it uh, it was arranged in this case um but yeah i went with a lot of innuendo i guess there's something about innuendo and christmas for me however i think the innuendo here is a little bit too straightforward 
and I would want to make this a little bit more subtle. And since, you know, there's a, like it's a jingle jive. So that makes me think that there needs to be a little bit more dance steps. And there needs to be maybe double the, innu two layers of innuendo where, you know, the first innuendo or, or not innuendo, but the first metaphor would be dance steps. And then that would be innuendo for, for maybe something a little bit more. But, uh, but that's how I got to this song. Um, you know, I, I didn't ask you guys for, you know, self critiques of your songs. Uh, that's something I tip, typically do with guests. When you write a song, uh, I'm interested to know, you know, what's your process of critiquing? How do you look at things? Let's start with you, BJ, since you had a, your song was first. What, how would you go about critiquing that? I mean, is there anything that stands out or do you have a process for critiquing? Um, not really. I mean, I have kind of an instinctive reaction to a song and uh, I tend to not revise my songs a lot once I've gotten them finished unless someone does give me feedback that makes sense and then I do that. But usually once I finish a song, I'm done with it and I'm ready to go on to the next song. Uh -huh. um, this, lately, I've been feeling that a lot of my songs are sounding not the same exactly, but they have the same, a very similar mood. So I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm hoping to change them up a bit and maybe actually do a rock and roll song or something sometime. Oh, yeah. Um, and I also, lately, I've been writing melodies that the most important notes are like right on the break in my voice. Oh, so I, yeah. I can't sing them out the way I really like to. And it's like, why do I keep doing that? But um, I, I see you nodding your head there, Perry. Is that <laughs> something that you have trouble? Because I mean, you've got quite a range. Well, you both have quite a range, actually. But yeah, do you, do you find yourself working to the limits of your voice when you're writing a song? Find my Yes, I find myself wanting to do all sorts of vocal gymnastics and um, then figuring out that that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> so I have to I have to figure out a different way of doing what I want to do instead of, you know, being my my inner super soulful like church soloist choir in the background singer um <laughs> so i gotta i gotta tone it down a bit yeah yeah get a little get a little folksy sometimes <laughs> well <laughs> so what do you what do you do perry when you're when you're looking at a song and you're one of your songs you just wrote how, how do you look at it from a critiquing standpoint mostly once i've come up with the accompaniment that's the accompaniment that's just how it's going to be. I could add something or take something away, but the notes are the notes. Um, uh, usually I will look for counter melodies that I can sing, or I'll look for other harmonies, um, or I will work on different, on like inputting little enhancements <laughs> uh -huh. or like little, uh, you know, like ad additional trills here and there and like is it too much if I do it every line or should I hold off here and there but it's really just um, cherry picking where I want to embellish 
Um, and that's that's what I spend most of my time on because ultimately I'm a vocalist. Well, that's I, I like that. It's interesting to hear from from a from a really vocal centric perspective, like what 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 you would be looking for and and how to how to maximize the the effects there. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, so okay, I I, I want to get that that self critique there. So so BJ, what what about your song? What would you what do you think might be something you'd want to change or or how do you or do you feel like it's a it's pretty much done as it is? I feel like it's pretty much done. I mean, this was just kind of a scratch recording, just me and my guitar. Oh sure. Sitting in my bedroom, and I don't know if anybody noticed. They finally caught it after the. You finally caught it after the third listen, I guess. That right as I was halfway through the song on my fourth attempt, and it was going really well, a siren went off That's, <laughs> right yeah, outside that's always my window. The way. Yeah, yeah. I didn't and notice I, that. <laughs> I think it was a cop who was like trying to stop somebody. So the siren went off, and then a little bit later, it went off again. And it was like, I'm not re-recording this. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, yeah, it's always on the always on the best take, right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Always. Well, luckily, this is a songwriting challenge, not a uh, yeah. not a production <laughs> uh, recording and production challenge. So. Uh, so if I were to actually record it seriously in a studio, I might change some things. But in general, in the I, song I'm, or or in the song or the arrangement, probably in maybe how I'd sing it or the arrangement. Hmm. But I I'm satisfied with the lyrics and the melody and everything pretty much the way it is. Okay. Well, good. It's a, well, it's, it's a nice song. It's a nice song. It's beautiful. I have found a lot of times I'll write a song, and I've heard this from other songwriters too, that you write a song and it's like, oh, yuck. That was crummy. And then, and then you send the recording to someone else and they go, oh, that's a great song. <laughs> so it's like, Okay, then you have to think about it again, and it's like, hmm, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. So there have <laughs> definitely been times when I thought I had a really crummy song that I ended up liking. Later. Uh -huh. So time will tell whether you want to revise this. You'll hear it, it'll simmer, yeah. and, and then you'll, yeah. So. Yeah, I'll, let I'm... it sit for a month or so, and then listen to it again. How about you, Perry? What... Uh... How do you feel about your song? Do you feel like it's pretty much done? Is it something that you'd want to revise or is there anything stands out um, to you? I, I think it's pretty much done. Recording wise, I want to turn the guitar down. Sure. <laughs> but yeah. um, other than that, uh, I feel like, feel like it's done. I'm not sure that I'd really change anything about it other than tweak the vocal. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't know that that's really changing it. It's just, a, you know. Well, it's it's a performance thing. So I, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I guess it's how much are minor performance tweaks? How much of those change songs? I, I know for for me when I'm when I'm writing a melody, a melody has a specific number of uh, beats and the the way that they're kind of spaced out and the rhythm of them is it's kind of specific. And when I'm fitting words to it, that there's 
they're, they're supposed to fit that. And I, I know sometimes people are, you know, it's like, we're going to change a word and we're going to want to, you know, but it has different syllables or different accents. And, uh, and I'm like, well, that's a major change. That's not like a small change to me. I agree with that. So when you, so in my mind, if you're, if you're sitting there and you're kind of thinking about like the little embellishments that you would do with your voice, uh, you know, I understand it's one thing if somebody else were singing it, but you, the composer is singing it. That's, that would be part of the song. That'd be part of the song to me. That would be a significant alteration. All right. Well, then I might change it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but no, it's, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all depends on the songwriter. So. Okay, so I've been I've been I threatening think the to do this here. Of it are done. Yes, indeed, indeed, and it's a fine, the fine song. Okay, so I wanted to hear your hallmark, uh, how you would turn your song into a hallmark uh, movie. Oh yes, well, obviously, I would be a very successful singer songwriter. Um, but you know, there I'm having a little lull because of COVID twenty nineteen. <laughs> and um so I'm back in my small town uh that I grew up in and um I am it's obviously you know just after Thanksgiving and uh going out I I may run into someone at the grocery store and he recognizes me even with the mask on um (laughs) and you know, we, we make that first connection. And then obviously we have to have some sort of fight where we don't want to talk to each other ever again, but then we get thrown together at somebody's socially distanced party. And, um, you know. Would you actually perform your own song in your own movie? Would that be like, you betcha I would. So like at the party, they'd be like, (laughs) Hey Perry, could you, why don't you sing us a song? Okay. And then you sing that song and that's okay. (laughs) That would be awesome. I I, I would watch that. And then at the end, he ends up literally under the tree. He has to end up literally under the tree based on that song. Like passed out or is that how it would be? No, no, no. Like, like he'll be, you know, under the the tree on Christmas. You know, it just occurred to me that you, I think you took <laughs> all of the prompts and put them together into one song because you got the Did partying, I? you got the mistletoe, <laughs> you got somebody under the tree. Um, right, but he's not drunk and passed out. <laughs> there's no chimney. I don't think you mentioned anything about chimneys. Well, we don't know. No, we don't know if no Santa chimney. was drunk and passed out. All we know is that he was under the tree <laughs> and under a bunch of presents. He looked like he was passed out drunk. I Okay, I would assume... <laughs> That's the case, but but we're stereotyping drunk Santas. Yeah, I, I don't know that we yes. should do that. Great, but like this would be like a totally sober dude under sitting tree. under my tree. Mm-hmm. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> All right, BJ, how would you turn yours into a, a Hallmark uh, movie? I'm having a hard time imagining it. Maybe, perhaps it would be a bit of a Cinderella story with a fairy godmother that comes in and maybe it's a combination of Romeo and Juliet and Cinderella, but with a happy ending. No, no taking poison and both. No taking poison. (laughs) (laughs) 
they, well, you know, they built a bonfire of hope and peace and love, and they brought the warring sides together because, because the two, Cinderella, Juliet, and Romeo have connected, and I'm not a story writer. <laughs> what do you mean? You, you write you write stories. Well, I'm just brilliant. Because my my first thought was like, okay, it's a small town in Vermont, and they have a, a bonfire festival every every Christmas, and uh, and that's it's all about peace and love. But um, but I mean, there's uh, there's some some cantankerous wood for the fire. Some cantankerous uh, I don't know bonfire you know, businessman comes in and corners the market on bonfire wood <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's crabby. And, and then, and then she has to teach him, you know, uh, the error of his ways and the spirit of Christmas. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You're hired. You can, no, write, <laughs> you can write the movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Done. All right. Yeah. And I suppose I should probably, uh, if I'm a good sport, I should, uh, try to make mine into a, a absolutely into a hallmark yeah, movie let me think about this for a second okay this is this is not a hallmark movie song uh i would say sure um, it is you think so i don't know <laughs> i mean you, you might have to make it pg but yeah, yeah a little bit more pg uh well i mean there's there's <laughs> definitely well i think the key the key image here is that santa shows up, somebody dressed in a santa suit the the this this is probably the, the climax of the film I, I don't know how it builds up to this but i'm going to start with the climax first the climax is that the guy <laughs> uh is is trying to 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 win her heart and uh so he shows up at her at her door you know one of those apartments where you have to push the buzzer or something and is like i love you santa loves you don't you want to have a little christmas cheer and then um <laughs> and uh, and he's got wine and 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 crackers i mean that's or whatever important and uh i don't know about the crackers but the but but <laughs> but he tries to uh uh he, he he shows his dance steps oh that's what it is he's a he's a dancer he's a okay she's okay okay okay, okay. no it's coming together now <laughs> Uh -huh. She is a um, a former dancer who had to stop because of an injury. He's a dancing pro, and you know he's he's doing a show in town, and she's really uh, insecure about the fact that she can't you know dance the way that she used to because of her trick knee, um, and and she's insecure because she thinks that he's philandering all the time uh, because he's this big famous uh, dancer, but. But he knows in her heart that she's got the heart of a dancer, and and she, he realizes how great of a dancer she used to be, and he's trying to team up with her to uh, to be her partner, so that they can do the jingle jive once again. And and so his big the big climax is that Brilliant. he shows up, he shows up at her place probably a few days before the big Christmas dance show and because he's trying to woo her into being his partner and he he has to do a whole jingle jive out on the street in front of her apartment and and that's how he wins her heart and and they go on to win the jingle jive uh christmas competition and uh and uh yeah 
there we go. That's my Hallmark movie. My second one, BJ said, you're hired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'd like to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Perfect. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this was really fun. Uh, let's, uh, I guess we're at the point here where uh, if you guys have anything that you want to promote, this is the time. Do you have any, uh, BJ, do you have any, uh, any programs coming up that you're a part of that you want to promote or any festivals? You, you can promote peace on earth and goodwill towards people. I can promote people. peace on earth and yeah. goodwill towards people, right. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. There we right. go. So that's, that's a good thing. How about you, Perry? What's, uh, well, we know that you have an album that just came out. Uh, where would they I go do. about getting that? We uh, well, they too. can really go to any uh, streaming or download site. Um, you can also go to my website, which is perryadams.com. Um, I have CDs there as well, and I will be getting some new merch up probably within the next week, um, some T-shirts and such. Um, and Yeah, so if you, if you want a physical CD, I have those on the website to order um and yeah do you have any live streaming shows do you ever do those uh i was thinking about but have not announced anything but i was thinking about doing another one next tuesday maybe for like a little holiday sing-along but do they you do that on youtube facebook where do you do that normally uh, i would do it on facebook it's a little it's a little easier for me okay all right so, all right well yeah keep an eye on your facebook page then so all right. Well, uh, just to let you know that next week I'm going to have uh, Jeannie Macadera on as a guest. And uh, I'll be posting the prompts for, uh, for her uh, on my social media at Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza on Facebook or on my Twitter. And I really want to encourage you all to play along. So, uh, you know, please pick a prompt, write a song, and uh, you can either post it as a comment uh, on social media or if you want to uh, email it to me at rawsongwriting at gmail.com, you know, maybe we can get it on the air and talk about it there. So BJ, you brought another song. Do you want to talk about your winter song a little bit and, and how that came about? I, as I said, I co-written a song with Rebecca Folsom and we hadn't really done anything with it yet, but I felt like writing a winter song about Colorado. A lot of people have written Colorado songs. John Denver, Daryl Scott, some really amazing songs with Colorado. And I heard another songwriter play a song that had become an anthem kind of for a festival. And there was just something he did in that song that really sparked an interest. And that's, I kind of took that idea and ran with it and wrote, my winter lullaby all right well we're gonna play uh, out the show with that song uh here's bj Souter's winter lullaby we'll see y'all next week keep your songwriting raw and riveting one snowflake falling drifting toward the ground a bit of heaven Spinning round and round Caught on the breath of the wind Bringing crystal sound To the stillness within Singing joyful rounds 
One star glowing in a solstice sky, shining brighter as the day dissolves to night. Caught on the edge of the sun, bringing brilliant fire, lighting hope within, burning higher and higher. A simple blessing, touching down. Coming home again, Colorado, where the prairie wind circles the sky and carries dreams down from the mountains and sings a winter lullaby. One pine tree growing, reaching for the sky, capturing light and snowflakes drifting by. Caught up in the songs, the mountains sing of the joy and peace the season brings. A simple blessing touching down. One wish calling across all time, yearning for an answer it may someday be found. Caught in the wonder of a love so true, and brings it back to me and you. Coming home again, Colorado, where the prairie wind circles the sky and carries dreams down from the mountains and sings a winter lullaby. Oh, sings a winter.